I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. Indulge me for a moment and just give God a hand of praise. He's kept you another week. When so many things could have happened, he's kept us. So we thank God for that. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we do indeed bless your name. And we come in the strong name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for last night's rest. And we're grateful that we were able to open our eyes once again in the land of the living. You have been amazingly good unto us. You've looked beyond our faults and recognized our needs. And we're grateful that you continue to meet us at the point of our needs. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his finished work on Calvary. Now, Lord, as I stand to preach your word, I pray that words would be given me so that I might boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Cleanse us, Lord. Make us fit vessels to receive what you have. We love you, and we thank you for first loving us. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ and our soon-to-come reigning king. We do pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. It's, it's a delight to, to be alive. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, I don't take that for granted now. Um, years are piling on type of each other, and, and uh, I, you know, you, you wake up and you still have seeing in your eyes and hearing in your ears. And uh, we just thank God for that. Uh, as we continue uh, our series, What's in a Name? This morning, I'm going to be looking at Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd, the Lord, my friend. Uh, let me read a very familiar passage. You probably know it by heart, most of us who've been hanging around the church any length of time. Uh, Psalms 23. And I'd like to read verses 1 through 3 because that gives us a portrait of our shepherd, Jehovah Ra. And let me read it this morning. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So in the reading of God's word, I'd like to use as a title Run to the shepherd. Run to 
the shepherd. Jehovah Ra, the shepherd. The Lord, my friend. One of the challenges with this particular passage is that many of us have heard it for so long. I mean, it's, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And if you're not careful, it's so easy to run by it and not really appreciate what David is saying. Because after all, we've heard it much of our lives, and it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But if we slow down for a moment and really consider what he is saying, I believe if it can really change your worldview, how you see yourself, how you see Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd, the Lord my friend. He says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, the one who feeds the flock, shepherd the ruler, the teacher, shepherd, my friend. And sometimes if we're not careful, we can know Christ as Savior and Lord and miss him as the shepherd. And it would be so terrible to know him as Lord and Savior and really never have a relationship with him or know him as your shepherd. So I believe that David gives us some insight as to this sheep-shepherd relationship. Because after all, he is the good shepherd, isn't he? And he is the one who is right now, if you know him as Lord and Savior, if he is your shepherd, your good shepherd, he is working in your life right now. And that's the beauty of knowing him as your shepherd, that he is active and alive in our life, our situations, our circumstances today, right now. I don't know about you, but that's good news. I, I'm glad he's a living shepherd. I'm glad he's a good shepherd and is very much concerned about the sheep. And as I looked at this whole idea of the shepherd, I said, you know, I'm in a season now where it's important to run to the shepherd. We run to so many things and stuff that really, when you think about it, are not always that important, but, but I want to reach a point where I'm running toward and after the good shepherd. Jehovah Ra. So what can we glean from this 23rd chapter or 23rd Psalm? The Lord is my shepherd. The first thing I want you to see is that we can run to the good shepherd because he will gladly receive you. The good shepherd Jehovah Ra will gladly receive you and I. Look at, what, look at what he says. He says, David says, the Lord is my shepherd. David boldly, confidently, 
and unashamedly declares that the Lord is his shepherd. That's good news. Because, see, there are many things that, many other things that he could have chosen to follow, but he says, no, I'm going to follow the shepherd. I'm not going to follow the popular uh, business person of my day. I'm not going to uh, follow the emperor, but I'm going to follow the Lord. He is my shepherd. You see, we see David's decision. He makes a conscious decision to follow the Lord. We used to sing a song years ago, <laughs> I have decided to follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back. That should be our cry as well. That I've decided to follow Jesus, come what may, and no turning back. David was at that place. Perhaps he recognized the wickedness of what was around him. And he said, I need to follow Jehovah Ra. And maybe you and I need to do, do the same thing when we look at what is happening around us. You need a shepherd. You don't need to be out there by yourself, unattended. You are at risk. Sheep are in trouble when they're by themselves. They don't do very well. But when they have a shepherd who's watching over them, superintending their moves, taking care of their needs. That's what I need. I need a shepherd. And no better shepherd than the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, the Lord is. And then, you know, sometimes we have to begin to read the word of God more slowly. Sometimes we run past the familiar fast because we know it. But let me tell you what messed me up. It said, the Lord is. I got stuck right there. All right, let me help you. Let me come get you. The Lord is kind. Okay. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is forgiving. You see where I'm going? Sometimes it, it just pays to just slow down and read it and say, wait a minute. Oh my gosh. He is all of those things and he's my shepherd. I begin like you to see it. There is so much more to this word. When you begin to unfold it, he said, the Lord is my, the Lord is my rock in a weary land. My shelter in a time of storm. The Lord is my company keeper. The Lord is my way maker. And he is my 
shepherd, all of that and more. Oh, my God. Listen, that'll make you run and nobody's chasing you. Just when you began to think about my Lord is, my Lord is my keeper, my Lord is my sustainer, my Lord is my fortress. That's what you have at our disposal. The Lord is my. Oh, my gosh. That, he's the one that's there when all hell breaks loose. Um, I, 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 I remember when I had to go through surgery, and they had to remove this tumor. Uh, pretty massive. And, 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 and those of you who, who had surgery before uh, know something about uh, that, that whole thing, they, they, they put you in that gown with the two strings, and then they, they give you those little booties, and then they give you this thing to put on your head, and then they put you in this rather cold room, and you hear the beeping and the noise going on about you. <sighs> and then the anesthesiologist will come in, and she'll say, Mr. Nix, do you know why you're here? I say, yeah, I know why I'm here. Do you know why I'm here? And she says, yes, I know exactly why you're here. And we laugh. But, but then they leave. And they leave me in that cold, sterile room. Oh, my gosh. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. But then, all of a sudden, Jehovah Ra shows up. And he says, I'm right here. For real? Yes, I am. I'm right here. And it's amazing how when you know the shepherd, you'll begin to melt some of those fears, those doubts, those uncertainties, because you know the Lord Jehovah Ra is with you. And because he's with you, I can easily go under that anesthesia. They say, do you have a problem with anesthesia? I say, no, baby, I always do good with it. As a matter of fact, it's good sleep. And they put that thing over my mouth, and next thing I know, I'm waking up. But Jehovah Ra was with me the whole time. Do I have a witness who knows how it is when you have to go through that, and you're not sure. Your mind gets to playing all kinds of mess with you while you're sitting there waiting. Am I going to make it? Do you have a living will? I mean, all these things start playing with your mind. But Jehovah Ra, the Lord, is the one who gives me comfort because of his presence. Ah, let me move. The Lord is my shepherd. David was saying, this is personal. This is personal with me. He's saying this is a personal thing. He's my shepherd right now working on my behalf. And, and it gets even better. Like the commercial, there's more. The Lord gladly receives David into the fold. Um, in John 10, 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and know known by my own. He's the kind of good shepherd that welcomes and makes room for you and I in the fold. He says, he who comes to me, 
I will in no wise cast out. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Jesus wants to be your shepherd. In Matthew 9, 36, he says, when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed like helpless sheep without a shepherd. You don't have to be one today who does not have a shepherd. Jesus is available. It does not matter what you've done, where you have been, your hated habits, whatever you're still dealing with, he is still the good shepherd that beckons you to come and he will in no wise cast you out. Don't think for one moment you've done something so bad, so hideous, that he cannot make room for you. You may be thinking what you've done is that bad that no, he, he must have made a mistake. There's no possible way that he would allow me to be one of his sheep when you look at what I've, that's, see, that's the, the enemy speaking. But let me tell you something. There is room at the cross for you. Oh, y'all know that old one. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for you. Listen, come on, you be in good company because all of us got some jacked up stinking thinking. We got some peculiar ways. We got some stuff we have not been delivered from yet. Don't look at me like that. We got some stuff. <laughs> Listen, some of us got some stuff. You said, you may not even want to sit next to me. But God can still bring you and I into the fold. That's what the good shepherd does. What you've done does not disqualify you from being part of the family. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to leave you alone. Um, who is your shepherd? Yeah. Who's your Jehovah Ra? Who's your friend? Uh-huh. Who do you get comfort from? Who do you get strength and support from? Who do you get protection from? Mm-hmm. Some of us got some shepherds, but they're not the best shepherds for us. <laughs> Make sure that the shepherd that you hook up with is the good shepherd. Because some of us being shepherded by some stuff that's taking us places and doing things that we ain't got no business seeing, doing, or thinking. But when you get the good shepherd, he's able to transform our thinking. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So if you're here today and you don't know the good shepherd, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a paper boy. I'm just bringing the word. Get right with the master. While you have time, you are one heartbeat away from eternity. Where, where are you going to wake up your eyes? Where, where are you going? 
Listen, it's not about, well, you know, I was a pretty kind person. I was nice. I treated my neighbor right. I didn't run around on my wife. I didn't use drugs. I paid my taxes. I didn't cheat. Listen, you can do all of that. It's not about none of that. It's about what did you do with my son? What did you do with the Savior? Okay, um, Jennifer, the scripture says your works will follow you. He's not to forget your labor toward his name. Jennifer's going to have something to show. See, I'm messing with y'all, right? Because Jennifer's going to have something to show. He'll lean and say, yeah, Jennifer, um, yeah, yeah, you, you got it. You, you back there putting clothes on people at my naked. As a matter of fact, you, you were doing what I told you to do in the word. As you have done this, you've also done it unto me. Come on into my kingdom. I mean, but what are you going to have? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to start scratching where I don't itch when I have to go before him. Let me move because I got sidetracked. I just, but you'll go home and think about that because that's the plan. That's the plan. But, but, but it's, it's, it's important, you know. He'll accept you as you, as you are. There's more. Run to the good shepherd. He'll supply your needs. Oh my gosh. That's... He says, I shall not want. In other words, you shall not lack. You shall not go empty. You shall not run dry. Now, that's a loaded promise. Did you, did you hear that? He's saying, you shall not lack. You shall not go wanting. That is all predicated and conditional. Because, see, if the Lord is not your shepherd, then, yeah, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. But if he is your shepherd, the text is tailored to teach us that we will not go lacking. Now, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you're going to start requesting foolish stuff that really is not part of what he has in store for you. In other words, that uh, Bentley or Lamborghini or whatever. No, no, no. It may be a hoopty that's working. That may be your need. He said need. Not all your desires and pleasures, but your needs. Anybody here, uh, okay, let me, let me, we were with COVID for a while, right? And uh, what, about three years or something? Seemed like forever. But let, me, but let me tell you how the Lord worked. I have a neighbor, bless his heart, Billy is his name, Billy, and, and, and he's part of a church where they were making food available to folks. Now, I didn't ask Billy anything other than hi and bye. And what he did was uh, he made sure that when he got food at his church, boxes of vegetables and fruits, he would always put a box in front of my door. Now, I ain't asked him for anything, but it was a need, and I was grateful for it. 
but the Lord knew exactly what I needed and he worked through someone else to provide what I needed. What I'm saying is that the Lord knows exactly what you need, when you need it, and he will make the provisions for you to get it. Even the birds, he provides their food. But the birds still got to go work to get it, don't they? <laughs> Some provision, the bird still has to get the food, but the food is there. David had hung out with the, with the shepherd long enough to know that the Lord could be trusted to provide his need. That is good news, that the Lord is able to provide our needs. In other words, he was totally dependent upon the Lord. So he didn't have to worry each day about how he was going to make it or how he was going to sustain himself. David had been in one situation after another, maybe when it was his son Absalom chasing him, and he wasn't sure how he was going to survive, and yet he did. David was always on the run, but invariably, he never ran out of what he needed to survive. More courage was available. Hope was available. Pushing my way through was available. Strength was available. Whatever he needed, he did not go lacking. Do you know what that does? That creates, that takes the pressure off of you and I. If the Lord is faithful to what he said, and I take him at his word, then Lord, I'm trusting you to provide what I need. I don't care what you may be going through. It may be a marital issue. It may be out of your job. It may be some crisis that you're in. But I'm trusting the Lord to provide for me that I will not go empty, it will not dry up, and that I will not lack which means that I should be able to handle each day with a day of celebration. Lord, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and I'm glad you're going to take care of us today. It's good to know that our God is able to care for us. The psalmist says, 34, Psalm 34, 9 through 10, O fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. That is a promise to claim. Lord, you said it, and I'm going to claim it. I'm going to walk in it, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to trust you for it. And then Paul picks up on it. Uh, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. That means, beloved, we don't have to be stressing ourselves out because God is faithful. When you remember how he's answered your prayer, you just can say, Thank you, good shepherd. When he's made a way out of no way, thank you, good shepherd. 
When he's provided you with comfort in the midst of your calamity, thank you, good shepherd. Just got to say thank you for his faithfulness. And how and what should we do? What should be our response knowing that I shall not want? Well, one thing we can do is to learn to praise him. Because when you think about his faithfulness and how he has provided and his provisions for you, and how he has faithfully upheld his part of the deal, it seems that the least we can do is just give God praise and thanksgiving for how he has been true to his word, how he has proven himself faithful, strong, and mighty in the provisions that he makes for us. It ought to get a hallelujah, an amen somewhere, because... <laughs> see, uh, see, uh, oh Lord, it, it must be nice to have it nice. <laughs> but when you've been catching some hell and you had to deal with some stuff and the hellhound's been on you and nobody but the Lord been protecting you and providing for you and, and, and opening doors for you and, and, and making the enemy leave you alone, it's like you can't wait to get to church to start praising God. As a matter of fact, you start praising him on Saturday night so that when you get here, you'll be able to give it all the praise you got. Nobody has to warm you up. No preacher has to tell you to thank God. you just thanking God because he's been good. Yeah, come on with me now. Come on. It, I'm serious. I mean, it ought not you ought not have to work that hard to get folk to see that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would I be? We act like we're supposed to be here. You're supposed to wake up. You're supposed to have food and clothing. Lord, have mercy. Let me move, because this, that should be something that we do. Give God crazy praise for how he has and how he has provided for you. I shall not want. Man, that's, that's something to walk in and appreciate. Then, then he says, then, then run, to, run to the good shepherd because he's able to restore, restore our soul. Um, he said, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He gives us a clue as to how he's able to restore us. He, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Sheep got problems with laying down. They don't do good. They don't do good. So many things got to be in place for sheep to lie down. Okay. Uh, it can't be no parasites or flies. They don't do good with them. Can't, can't, they can't lay down when they're dealing with that. When, when, they, when they have fear, when there's something that's frightening them, they, they don't lay down. They don't do good with that. When there's tension in the camp, when they're not doing good with other sheep, they don't lay down. They don't lay down. 
And if they are hungry, they ain't laying down. The shepherd has got to address all of those things before a sheep begins to lie down. Aren't you glad we got a shepherd? When we <laughs> got some stuff on us, when we're fearful, and he's able to perhaps move those things out of their way so that we're able to lie down. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, he, he wants them to be able to rest and get refreshment. That's why he wants them to lay down. And, and I must admit, uh, let me, let, can I, listen. Start taking care of yourself. Start taking care of yourself. Start practicing some self-care. Um, start setting boundaries. I know that's hard for some of us. We work hard, we type A's, we just don't know how to rest. But, but, but start taking some rest. Learn how to say no. <laughs> Learn how to say no. You can't say yes to everything. Uh, and be intentional when it comes time to take care of yourself. Um, it's interesting how David paints this very idyllic kind of, uh, you know, the sheep, uh, green pastures, and, and still waters. You can almost just say, That looks so nice. But then, when you look in the book of uh, Isaiah, Isaiah talks about how some of the sheep needed to be curried. The, the, the shepherd needed to put them on his shoulder so that, that they were weak and not well. And then Ezekiel goes one farther. He talks about how the shepherds were not bringing the sheep back to strength and, and how the sheep were not able to walk. And you know what? All he's saying is that there's some sick sheep among us. I don't know if I can hang with a church where nobody got no problem. Ain't nobody catching no, everybody doing fine. Everybody got a smile on their face. Everybody grinning. Ain't nobody catching no nothing. No, 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 I don't need that. I need to be with some jacked up folk just like me who not getting it right much of the time, who's still trying to do the right thing but failing, but still got enough sense to know that I got to trust the Lord because if it wasn't for him, I would be in a much worse condition than I am now. We got to know that uh, the Lord is able to restore us. Restoration in the Bible always refers to healing and repairing, bringing back a new start, a new beginning. And sometimes as sheep, we, we need that. And we need a shepherd who can come alongside of us because there's a lot that can worry us, that can trouble us. But thank God we got a shepherd who cares about the sheep. Remember when that one went astray? And, and Luke, and, 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 and he left the 99, and he went to go get the one. You would think that, why are you going to leave the 99 don't get the Because that's the shepherd's heart. That's how our Lord's heart is for us. When we begin to go astray, he's ready to come after us, to come get us and bring us back and not leave us alone. 
I'm glad I got a good shepherd that will come after me when I start going wayward and going the wrong way. He restores my soul. And you only got one soul. And here's, here's the reality. You can lose it. What does it profit a man to gain the world? My word. And lose his soul. Got one. And I want to make sure Jesus got it. So, so how do you restore your soul? And I'm going to be out of your way. Because they're going to... Um, Keep going. Keep going. Listen, listen, look, look, restore your soul by guarding your private time with him, okay? He's the only one who can restore. You can't do it. But when I began to push this in myself where he can do it, is meeting with him and not having anything get in the way of my private time with the Lord. That's when he talks with me. That's when he leads me. That's when he lets me know the direction I should take. Come to church. Come to church. I know if it's good to be in church, it's bad to be out of church. How are you going to get restored and you're not hanging out with God's people and where he promised to meet you? I know, I hear you, but, but Reverend, they got streaming now. Don't you tell me that. Now, if I'm sick, infirm, and can't, then that's one thing. But if I'm clothed in my right mind, got a few threads to put on, and come to the Lord's house, I got to be where he promised to meet me. I know you can meet him in your car. I know you can meet him in your bedroom. I know in your pajamas and your cup of coffee. I got it. But he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves as is the banner of some, but encouraging and exhorting one another. The day coming when you're going to want to come and you won't be able to. I'm getting to that season now where stuff hurting. And I may have to just do a, a home thing. But as long as I can drag one foot in and come see him, because I don't even have to have that one working. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on now. You need this. You need this. It's craziness outside these doors. And sometimes, can I tell you this? There's craziness in the doors. Because we all messed up and we all are work in progress. But I'm going to keep coming because he promised to meet me here. And I need what he has. I need to hear the preach word. I need to hear the songs of faith. I need to see your smiling face. I need to embrace you. I need to be encouraged. Come to church. Then worship. Get engaged. That's how you restore. Serve. Let me move. And listen, um, there's a, a story told of a, a Shakespearean actor who would go around the country and he would recite the classics. He was amazing. He, he'd go and he would uh, stand up and crowds would be in awe when he finished. They would just left him spellbound. 
he would always save Psalm 23 for his last selection. And he, he was ready and prepared to do it when a young lad came up and said, Sir, do you mind if I close out with Psalm 23? He said, well, you know, this little kid, he, he don't know, this young man don't know nothing. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm accomplished. I've done this for years. I, I know how to say it. I know how to deliver. I, 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 so yes, go, go ahead, young man. And the young man got up and, and he, he got center stage and he opened his mouth and he began to recite the 23rd Psalm. Not a soul clapped. But all you could hear were crying. All you could sense were eyes filled with water and tears because of this young man's recitation, because of the way he recited the 23rd Psalm. The, 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 the Shakespearean actor grabbed the young man and said, I've been doing this for a number of years now and I've never had anyone respond to me like that. What is your secret? He said, it's simple. I know the shepherd. And knowing the shepherd makes all the difference in the world. I want to leave you with this. Do you really know the shepherd? And how well do you know the shepherd? Remember back in the day when someone would apply for a job and they would send you a reference form? And this is one of the questions. How well do you know the applicant? How well do you know the shepherd? Sometimes people would put casually, informally, but I want to be able to put intimately. We are in fellowship. I know the shepherd. And Father, we do love you. And we pray for that person here who does not know you as their shepherd. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that they may come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that they would get to know you as their personal Savior. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray and give thanks. Amen.